We sat and drank with the sun on our shoulders and felt like free men. Hell, we could have been tarring the roof of one of our own houses. We were the lords of all creation. Few technological developments have had as great an impact on our lives as... These two idiots? Stop telling me you two are pretty good. Best in the company. Golly, I'm so impressed. You're talking about line of sight. Yeah, that's right, exactly. Who can take a podcast and give it extra flair? Talking about movies that most people don't really care, the prison movies can. Welcome to Line of Sight. My name is Adam. My name is Nathan. And this is episode number 33 for April 28th, 2020. Thanks for joining us. And, uh... We are Nathan, still in, wanna... <laughs> yeah, we are still in lockdown, <laughs> and because we're in lockdown, we have a spe- very special guest, uh, my good friend Brad. <laughs> hey, hey, Brad. Happy pandemic, everyone. Happy pandemic, and we are uh, on Skype. We are all social distancing. Uh, me and Adam still remain in Canada, but Brad is. In the United States, but he is a That's Canadian. Right. It's it's kind of like I'm in jail, being trapped in the United States, can't get back to Canada. <laughs> yeah, you you have it so rough. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Your guest number two. This is the our second yeah. special guest that we've had. So that's wow. second highest honor. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like every competition I've ever been in just almost made it to the top. <laughs> A good showing, but ultimately forgettable. <laughs> it's kind of like being the voice of the Rogers Cup, but being the second voice of the Rogers Cup. <laughs> yeah, I, I follow. So I know Brad through the Rogers Cup, but I follow them on instagram or whatever and then i saw that they have a podcast and is this uh maybe this is hits too close to home but i saw ken what's his last name yes ken christina i know that's I <laughs> on saw the that. podcast that's what I'm saying. and i'm like why yeah. is it brad on the podcast i saw that yesterday on the 10 i went to the tennis canada site to see if they'd actually canceled the t- you know because they've they've postponed the montreal one they're going to try and work into the schedule later in the year um, in Montreal and Toronto run at the same time, as you know, Nathan, but uh, there's no word on whether they're canceling Toronto yet. Right. So I went to the I went today to the Toronto Rogers Cup uh, website and I saw there was a podcast with Michael <laughs> Downey, who's the CEO, president of Tennis Canada, and it said and uh, with guest the voice of Rogers <laughs> Cup, Ken Christina, and it, like it's like a little dig at me every time. <laughs> uh, well. I I have to say, Brad, you're lowering yourself to us. You're like a no. you're like a celebrity that we've got here. Well, I this is considering what I how my life is and what I do. <laughs> this is the first podcast I've ever been on, so this is kind of like 
an amazing thing. So it's not lowering myself. Maybe expand on that. What is your life and what do you do? (laughs) Uh, I do nothing right now. Uh, I'd like to say I'm a performer. Um, I was about to go back and work on cruise ships. How's that going to work out now? Not so good. (laughs) Not so good. Uh, so and, and true, oh. true story. Sorry, no, go true ahead. story. I was supposed to go work in. Uh, they're opening, you know, you know, movies. This is relevant, sort of. Um, yeah. They're opening up a Universal Studios in Beijing, China. Really? Next year, it was supposed mm. to open by the end of 2020, but it got delayed a while ago. Anyhow, right? Um, and I was likely going to work for them, but now <laughs> the prospect of going to work in a theme park in China seems a little bit like uh, what? Yeah, but that's like going on a flight after 9-11 i'm like what are the odds right after right like if anything you go now when everything's <laughs> gonna get cleared up <laughs> it's not gonna happen again for another 50 years no and i agree and i agree i totally agree with that however that being said it's like how many people are gonna go to theme parks in china right now oh man i would love to yeah. <laughs> Aside from you. (laughs) No, not like I wouldn't go right now, but like six months from now, I'd go for it. I hope they put the ride, you know, you know, at Wonderland, they've got the bat. I hope they put that in the (laughs) the Beijing. (laughs) And they're just in the middle of the ride. There's just something that sprays you like a mist. And you're like, what was that? (laughs) Tastes like Lysol. Uh, so do you want to explain what we're doing, Adam, or should I explain what we're doing? <laughs> um, yeah, if you want to take it, I, this, oh, well. I, you always do this to me. This is your baby. <laughs> you take the reins. <laughs> okay. Well, we're just trying to think of ideas and different, uh, as you can see through the different podcast episodes, it's kind of random what we choose. But one subgenre of movies are prison movies. And we're not going to pretend that being at home all day is like prison, but it's as close as I've ever got to being in prison. Uh, Brad, have you ever been in prison? I worked on cruise ships with no windows uh, sometimes, and uh, it's if you think it, it feels like it, but not really. Or, not, no, not really. I have been in it's close, uh, like uh, I don't know what you call it, but like uh, not a real prison, but just like at a police station where they hold people for twenty four hours or whatever. But that's not like a real a prison where you're there for. Yeah, it is pretty much a drunk tank. It, there was only drunk people in there. I. I, I was arrested twice. For real? Yeah, but one of them's a goofy story. <laughs> Can we get into this? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And this is the first time I've ever publicly spoken about this. Well, um, change the name so, and places for the innocent. <laughs> no, no. So the CNE, the Canadian National <laughs> Exhibition, uh, of course, before they tore down the building for exhibition Stadium, right? Remember when they tore that down? But uh, they opened up Skydome, and then they started these uh, three-day casinos in in Ontario. I don't know if you remember. You could go play blackjack. And I was working at the casino there. What year is this? 
Uh, I I want to say like 94, 95. Okay. I was eight. 93, 94, 95, somewhere in there. I was eight years old. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. So I'm old. Um, and I was a wee baby dealing cards. It was amazing. Car, card. Okay. But uh, so anyhow, there was a, um, if you're on Lakeshore and you're turning in to go uh, into the CNE from Lakeshore, like I drove my car and I parked across the street from the CNE on Lakeshore. And there's a traffic light that you need to cross to go into the thing. And there's also a big sign there that says, cars are not allowed to turn right into this thing during the CNE. Meanwhile, car after car is turning right. I cross the street against the light and I hear a siren from a police car. He's like making that noise like, ah! And I'm like, I don't know it's for me. And I cross the street and he, he, gives, he wants to give me a ticket for crossing the street. I'm like, you're not stopping any of the cars that are legally turning in, but you're stopping me. So he asked me for my name. And I, like an idiot, didn't really want to get a ticket. So gave I made up a name. Donald Duck. I made up. I made up. No, no. Actually, it was, a, it was somebody I knew as a kid. I probably shouldn't say this out loud. I just used the name Adam Breslin. And um, I, hope he, I hope he never listens to this because he'll be, what the hell? And uh, I think I'm pretty sure that's what I said. Or I know I probably made up a mixture of a name, like Adam something or other. And Bloom. the police officer says this to me. He goes, do you have a driver's license? And in my, I don't understand. Uh, I don't think that far ahead. So I go, yes. So then he goes to his car and he runs it and realizes that I don't exist with a driver's license. You, and now he knows I've given a false one? identity. What? Well, not with a fake, fake name, no. Oh, okay. So Adam doesn't have a driver's license. I made up a name, like Adam Berger or something. I don't know. I made up a name. <laughs> and, and so he does, and he says, do you have a driver's license? I go, yeah, but I don't have it on me. Like I was trying to do it like that because I was saying I didn't have ID on me, even though I'm sure I had my casino ID. Mm-hmm. Uh, and probably my real driver's license, whatever. And uh, so he runs the he runs the driver's license thing on his computer, and it comes back and he says, "That is not really you. You're under arrest for giving a false identity." So he puts the cuffs on me, and now I have to plead and beg and beg. But I was under arrest for like a minute and a half outside the CNE <laughs> in the parking lot. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. I've seen people get arrested. I went on. Uh, what do you call it? Like when you hang out with cops, a ride along. A ride along. Yeah. You did a ride along. Yeah, one of uh, Adam and our good friend Evan is a cop, and okay. I did a ride along and got to see him arrest a bunch of disorderly people, and it was fantastic. What? What? And I lost the sheet of paper, but I was writing down all the quotes. From all these people, because every most of them are just hammered out of their mind. But one of my favorite guys, he arrests them, puts them in the back of the police car. He's so hammered. He's like, "Oh, this is a really nice taxi." <laughs> he had no idea what was going on. It was great. <laughs> That'd be cool if, like, some police cars were like cash cab, like a way to jail. <laughs> If you get six answers correct, okay. we'll let you go at the corner. Yeah, one thing I realized with that is, like, out of all the emergency services, I would definitely want to be EMS the least. Because, like, cops is, like, you touch people if you need to touch them, right? But, like, you, yeah. you avoid it. But, like, EMS is, like, you have to deal with all these sick people 
and like usually they're puking on themselves and all this stuff. It's not, it's not a fun show. <laughs> like, <laughs> you just not you just reminded me, <laughs> my brother Lauren. We we had a family friend. His name was uh, Will Steinberg. He was a gynecologist. <laughs> I'm just naming names. Just drop a name. Know, just every, the names have not been well, changed. I just don't care. I don't care. But uh, he's a gynecologist, and I remember one day when we were kids, my brother said to him, "Man, you've got the coolest job. You're a gynecologist. You get to see these." naked women all the time and he's like they're sick when they come to see me it's not that fun <laughs> oh yeah i could imagine <laughs> i try not to oh yeah uh, like a doctor oh that'd be horrible as well yeah i would never be able to do it uh so we're gonna talk prison movies so but you said you've been arrested twice <laughs> <laughs> i I was, I was testing a theory, um, and this sounds stupid, but I was testing a theory about, about, um, I used to pull shenanigans, let's just say shenanigans and scams, and I did something at the bay one time, uh, I went back in and returned it, I was just trying to see if I could get away with it, the problem is, some security guard, uh, when I did it, when I returned the stuff, um, he said, well, we have to call the police, so police officer came, and uh, even though I tried to explain and then I went back to my own volition, he said, sorry, we've got to arrest you. So he took me to some place near Eglinton and Golden Mile. And I was in the I was in the jail for a minute. I remember they took my shoelaces out of my shoes <laughs> because you'd hang yourself. I guess. I mean, I didn't think I was going to be there that long. Um, so I got fingerprinted, whatever. But then, you know, I went through this thing called uh, diversion. You know, I got like a U of T legal aid thing. We went to court one day. The judge was like, yeah, all right, go through the diversion, which means I just had to complete 25 hours of any kind of community service. And that's how you ended up at the Rogers Cup. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, that's, uh, that I, reminds me. I just me. volunteered. I volunteered at like the, the JCC, which is the Jewish Community Center, Lawrence Spadina. Right. For 20 hours. And then was offered a job. I didn't take it. Oh, man. Should have. Uh, that reminds me about the Bay. I, one of my favorite Simpsons episodes is when uh, Marge has a gambling problem. And then yeah. at the end, Homer's just like listing all the things he's done wrong. And then he's like, but you have a gambling problem. And then one of the <laughs> lines is, you remember when I tried to steal all those watches from Sears? <laughs> But you have a gambling problem. I love it. Okay. This is my baby. So prison movies. I made a list uh, of some of my, not even necessarily favorite, but some of them that are prison movies. I noticed that a lot of the ones were like uh, POW, prisoner of war movies. Once, As soon as I figured, like I looked into like the great escape and I was like I've seen lots of prisoner of war movies so and then obviously Shawshank I think started this all off I don't know how we want to start this off if we want to talk about Shawshank or Shawshank Redemption because I'm pretty sure that there's about five billion people on the planet would say that's one of their favorite movies of all time right yeah and it even came up on a recent episode about our um, comfort movies, feel good movies was one of Nathan's 
Right. Yeah, nothing makes me feel better than being incarcerated <laughs> for 20 years yeah. unjustly. Well, it feel yeah. it's and that's what no, makes the movie so interesting also. Yeah. That it is like why does this miserable or sad topic make you feel pretty good at the end and even throughout it. Uh one that like a uh, probably a third, not even maybe 25 minutes of the movie is prison is County Monte Cristo. Yeah, that's great film. That's on my list. I I love County kind of Monte Cristo, and yeah, it's it. It's not. It feels like it's probably half of it, but I don't think it is. I, I think, think it it's goes less. pretty. Yeah, if like if you've seen it once, you would maybe think it's half, but like yeah. seen it multiple times, it's like oh yeah, it's only maybe 20, 25 minutes. It goes pretty fast. Fast. I do love the warden in that one. If is that what yeah. we're gonna call it? What is that actor? Who is that um, actor? I don't know. He has that crazy deep voice. My brother War stands falsely accused of unleashing Armageddon upon the human race. His fate concerns me. Yours does not. Yeah, he's in. Uh Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, also a jail scene in that. <laughs> He's in Robin Hood, Prince not, of Thieves. Not Alan Rickman, though. No, it, no, it's um, what's his name? I don't know if I do know his name actually, but uh, yeah, he's it, the he's the sheriff's cousin. Sidekick? Okay, because he's also in uh, Disney's Three Musketeers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All very similar roles. Yeah, it is. Similar movies. <laughs> so I was going to mention this. What is it, and is there any movies, talking about wardens, are there any movies that the warden is actually okay? Because it seems like they are all not just, like, neutral, where they're just doing their job, but they are actually kind of all evil in every single movie. <laughs> well, I, I think, personally... Uh, by the way, it was Michael Wincott was the name of the guy who played. Okay. That sounds accurate. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I don't. I can't think of anything else he's really been in. But um, but I do recognize him from. You're right in uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, which is another movie where prison. I, yeah. I, I I think because it makes it more interesting. The reason why you think prison films are feel good films are because. There are a lot of times if they're imprisoned unjustly or right. if their prison sentence is worse than it should be, it's because of of evil wardens or evil. And so it's it's the human spirit and triumph of the human spirit right. to overcome such great adversity. Right. So. Yeah. And like, yeah, there's a whole subgenre of just like most of these that we're thinking like Monte Cristo, obviously the great escape, uh, Shawshank. And what was the other one? I don't know. So many more. But like they all have escapes in it as well, <laughs> right? Like it's all prison movies. The escape, I yeah. don't know, is such a key part. I can think of. It. I can think of one movie where the warden is absolutely not evil and was good though, and I only watched it for the first time the other day. It's I, I don't know why I've never watched this movie before, but because I knew we were going to talk about these films. And my friend Kim said, you need to watch The Green Mile. 
Yeah. The warden. The That's warden what I have up on my that. screen right now because I was just looking. I'm like, who's the warden in the Green Mile? Because you know what? I've never seen it either, and it's on my shelf. I've been meaning to watch it. Is it James Cromwell? or? I, I think so. I, again, I haven't yeah. seen it, but he's in it, and he seems like he would be a nice warden. So he was. <laughs> in that movie, it's like it's it's like supernatural. Am I correct in saying that? Well, yeah, it's a Stephen King, uh, just like Shawshank Redemption, which is weird because so it's another sh- it's another Stephen King story, right? The Green Mile and Shawshank Redemption were both Stephen King, which is weird because you wouldn't think uh, that Stephen King would have anything to do with like the Shawshank Redemption because there is no supernatural or horror aspects to it, right? Um, but so is Stand by Me. Oh, that was a Stephen King thing too. That's right. Yeah, and that's it. Seems way like n- not like anything else. There's yeah. it's barely horror. It's there's no supernatural. Yeah. No. The anyways, uh, not no prisons either. <laughs> but that being said, of course, there is an evil prison guard in the Green Mile, so you always have to have that. Right. The the um, there's bound to be. Right and. Well, I think we can take like Shawshank as the gold standard, <laughs> where but and it's funny because the guard in that he is a jerk, but then he also helps Andy Dufresne out, like when he's getting raped in the showers and stuff, and then like yeah. he makes a deal with the guards, kind of to protect him, and like yeah. he so it's just like interesting where and I think that's part of why the movie works where it's just like different characters it it kind of shows that they're human and not everyone's pure evil or pure mm-hmm. good <laughs> right there's everyone's on a level or whatnot mm-hmm. yeah so counter monte cristo is so short but it actually his escape is the same escape that uh, happens in the mask of zorro yeah. I was, I was funny when we were talking about that, I was thinking of Zorro and I was trying to remember if that was in fact a prison scene in Zorro, but it was, wasn't it? Right. So the idea, spoilers, but these movies are like 20 years old. Uh, <laughs> either, how does it work? Someone dies or is killed. And then the guards are going to take out the dead body. But when they leave to go get a body bag or something, the guy switches places with it, with them. So then in Count of Monte Cristo, he actually, like, is about to be thrown over a cliff. And he brings one of the guys with him down into the water and kills him. But in Zorro, he just gets buried alive and digs his way out. It's like a rebirth. You leave prison, you dig yourself out of the air. Yeah. Out of the wind. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I could dig myself out of six feet of dirt. <laughs> I, I don't think I could last in prison for more than three hours. <laughs> uh, I have another one with a, a decent warden. Okay. <laughs> and you'll laugh. Uh, Ernest goes to jail. <laughs> Is that... I've heard Ernest Goes to Jail is the best Ernest movie. It probably is. It again. You got to do a whole episode on just the we'll, Ernest. We'll do a, an Ernest episode, but it gets a little. It kind of gets supernatural at the end because um, there's a whole subplot of him getting electrocuted, 
he keeps getting shocked throughout it. And then I guess he ends up in the electric chair and then all of a sudden he's like magnetized and he can fly. <laughs> it gets really crazy. But, uh, yeah, that's a, there's a prison movie for you. It's got a, a warden who's kind of like, I don't know. He's, he's in a ton of things like you, to see him, you'd recognize him, but I don't know his name offhand. Um, but he's kind of just like a hard ass, like, but he's not, he's not mean or anything. Right. Um, we watched that one a lot growing up. <laughs> Ernest goes to jail. I don't know if I've ever seen a full Ernest movie. I don't even know if I've seen half an Ernest movie, to be honest. Well, yeah. I always watch Ernest Saves Christmas at <laughs> yeah, Christmas time. And honestly, I don't know if there's any others that I, I would watch regularly. Uh, <laughs> we have, I think we have a pack. It's got three of them. It's Ernest Goes to Jail, Ernest Goes to Camp, and Ernest Saves Christmas. And I remember <laughs> Ernest Goes to Camp when I was younger because I think it was on The Wonderful World of Disney. Actually, there's even a shot at the in the opening of him falling off a ladder. So uh, I remember like, oh, this movie was hilarious when I was a kid. And watching it, it was just like, this is terrible. Um, I don't know the last time I saw Ghost Jail. I'm sure it's not a masterpiece at all, but... Uh, Worth mentioning. <laughs> have either one of you seen, talking about escaping and stuff, have you seen Escape Plan? Is that the Stallone Schwarzenegger one? Yeah. And I think no. there's, there's sequels now, but I've, I've only seen yeah. the first one. Uh, no, I can I spoil that. it? <laughs> uh, if I were to guess, does Schwarzenegger get out, but Stallone doesn't? I can honestly tell you I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I say that is because I'm pretty sure I saw the preview for the second one and Schwarzenegger wasn't in it. So it's, I was thinking either he dies or he escapes and Stallone doesn't. It's kind of more I, Stallone's movie, but yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, the thing is... Stallone, Stallone gets thrown in prison a lot. You notice that? <laughs> oh, that Judge just made Dredd. me think of another one. Tango and Cash. Tango and Cash was the big one I was going to mention. but Never Judge seen Dredd Tango and Cash. Tango and Cash is such a great film. Him and Kurt Russell yeah. uh, are police officers who get framed and thrown in jail, and there's a big escape from jail. Yeah. Yeah, there's more in jail than I remembered the last time I rewatched it. There's quite a bit, actually. Yeah. And then Terry Hatcher. She's in the film. She's in there? Yeah. Yeah. A young Terry Hatcher. <laughs> a pre uh, Tomorrow Never Dies Terry Hatcher? Yeah. Oh, well before Tomorrow Never Dies. Okay. Is she is she Stallone's sister? And then she's, she's, Kurt Russell's uh, kind of attracted to her. And they're yeah, she's a Stallone's thing. sister and Kurt Russell yeah. and her <laughs> get together. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was before she did Lois and Clark. Okay. Yeah. I would like to revisit those. <laughs> Lois and Clark? <laughs> yeah. I think Evan has them all. Yeah, we have them all as well. I haven't seen them. That's my wife's doing. 
<laughs> she likes them. Actually, Dean Kane was her first celebrity crush, apparently. And really? there was one time he was on like Letterman or something. And I don't know how old she would have been, but her parents actually went and woke her up in bed. And it's like, come downstairs, come downstairs and didn't tell her why. And it's like, your boyfriend's on TV. And it's like, she's half asleep. And it's like, what? Oh, man. That's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, but escape plan, yeah. So the big reveal is you're in this giant, like, warehouse prison. And... Stallone is supposed to be this like mastermind uh, escape artist or whatever. Not even an escape artist, but I think he designs prisons and whatever. So, but he can always get out of them. But then it's revealed that they're on like a shipping tanker boat ship thing. How would you not know that? Well, that's the thing. It's like you don't feel the waves. It's like I've yeah. been on. Brad, you've been on yes. many cruises. I have been on several, several <laughs> hundreds, right. thousands of days on cruises. Right. Yeah. I have only been on two, but both times it's like, you know you're on a boat, no matter how big this thing is. Uh, well, there's times you don't feel it. Yeah, right. I, I become totally acclimated to it, so who knows. Right. If, it depends how fast they're moving also. If they're in a calm area it's not moving, maybe you don't feel it. But... It's like that movie. Do you remember that movie, uh, The Cell or whatever? The one where they're... Jennifer Lopez? Or no, no, no. That was a good one. I, uh, I was thinking, sorry, The Cube. Yeah, okay. Cube. Yeah, that one I put on the list. Was that actually a prison or was more just a, tor- no a sick idea. game? That's the thing. <laughs> we don't even know. You don't no. even know what... I saw it's it like, once and I thought it was thing. good, but I don't really remember any sort of explanation. It just It just turns out they're in space on some sort of weird thing. Or whatever. <laughs> It's like the most bizarre thing. Um, one thing that the shipping thing made me think of, and this is a bit of a tease for a future episode, three different Nicolas Cage movies, mm-hmm. Face Off, he goes to prison as... Okay, so John Travolta goes to prison as Nicolas Cage, so it's Nicolas Cage in prison and it's a cool, unique prison because they've got these magnetic boots that they're walking around with, so they can't run or <laughs> something. I don't know. So I'm they can't escape. The lockdown and they can, yeah. yeah. And, and oh, yeah, they can, like, lock them all down and stuff. So that's kind of a cool sci-fi element to it. Uh, but then eventually he escapes, but it's he's on, like, they're on, a like, an oil rig, it kind of looks like. So I don't even remember how he really gets off that, but eventually he does. And then... Another, the other two prison Nicolas Cage movies. Let me Con- guess, Con Air. Yes, and uh, and of course uh, The Rock. The Rock, yeah. <laughs> two high class movies right there. But I'll I'll save those. We're going to be talking t- in a little bit about Nicolas Cage movies in general. But uh, those those are my go tos for him. He, I'm sure he's done <laughs> other movies where he's in a prison, but. Those three kind of go to the top as the classics. Yeah, I j- just watched, I borrowed Con Air from Adam like a couple months ago. And I know I had seen parts of it, but never all the way through. And that is like 
of its time, a wacko bonkers movie. <laughs> it's the best of the '90s, right there. Yeah, it's just. But you know what the greatest? You know what the greatest thing in that movie is, aside from the fact that John Malkovich is in it. Because anything John Malkovich yeah, in is he just is my fantastic. favorite part of it. Yeah, um, he's awesome. But hey, about, sorry, sorry. How about wheeling out Cyrus the about, virus? It's topical. Gonna, yeah, that's a great. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't swear. Oh, shoot. Uh, a, um, whatever. We can fix it. So, uh, <laughs> I just want to hear a big bleep in the middle. Um, no, the character, though, Steve Buscemi's character in that. Right. They wheel yeah. him out like he's Hannibal Lecter. Right. Like he's going to be the creepiest guy. He goes and meets a little girl, and he just sings, uh, I got the whole world in my... And then he's like a good guy in the end. It's like, yeah, he doesn't not a good do guy. Anything. He doesn't it do anything. It makes him pretty creepy, though, because you think he's going to do something. Seeing it, and... Like, not knowing where is it going to go is, like, the first time it's like, okay. But then, yeah, they don't, uh, it's probably a good thing that he doesn't. <laughs> yes, I agree. And he's Th- not the just only one that like, escapes I, at the end. Yeah, does he? Yeah. He's in the casino. Brought it back to casinos. There we go. <laughs> so, interestingly enough, when I was watching... Oh, gosh, was it The Rock? Either The Rock or Con Air, and now I can't remember. One of them is a Jerry Bruckheimer film. It's probably The Rock. Yeah, because that's Michael Bay. Right. So, Maybe they yeah, both are. Jerry, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so Jerry Bruckheimer, you know, is the producer. And Jerry Bruckheimer is also producer of Pirates in the Caribbean. Yeah. Yeah. Series. Uh, if you listen, though, there's some theme music in the middle of The Rock, like when there's, like, action sequence. Oh, yeah. And it sounds so similar to the Pirates of the Caribbean theme. There's a few like that. But actually, it, when when we did our, our Armageddon episode, I threw in. Yeah. Armageddon has it. I didn't. I didn't even think. Yeah, The Rock definitely sounds like it. Um, Gladiator. Gladiator. There's probably more. Um, and yeah, uh, it's funny though because I think Pirates is the last one that does it, right? And but they do it the best, <laughs> and yeah, it's, yeah. everyone compares it to that. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Gladiator came before Pirates, and but people think of like there's a distinct like three second yeah. time slot there where it's like pretty well identical, yeah. and everyone uh, thinks of thinks of it as a pirate. It's just funny though, you know, the main theme. when when the same producer's involved, he's going to get the same guy to score the film, and then the guy scoring the film just doesn't change anything. It's yeah. Awesome. Oh, I I have no problem with it because if I was able to direct a movie, I would have got because he's dead now, James Horner, because I love 
like so many of me, so so many of his scores sound the exact same, but I love it and I don't care. It's just like yeah, do that thing that you've done before, just <laughs> slightly change it, maybe a little faster, slower, but keep it the same. But it, it's kind of cool when you think about it, though how how something as as innocuous as a soundtrack or like even a little snippet of it is so identifiable with the film and probably elevates it to a whole different level too. I mean, people, pirates of the, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Pirates of the pirates of the Caribbean or Caribbean, <laughs> uh, might not have, might not have had the same flash without that. Dun, 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 people dun, dun, argue dun, dun, that star Wars would not be the success it is. And that like the, the music in star Wars is the best thing about star Wars. <laughs> and it's like, you could, there's a, Good argument to be made that like if they didn't have that awesome music, those movies would not be even close to as uh, successful and loved as they are. Agreed. Bohemian Rhapsody probably wouldn't have done well if they didn't have any music in it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, I thought of a good warden, uh, a good another good warden. By the way, though, because uh, there's two films. That I saw recently. Well, one of them was one of my favorites I saw a long time ago. Um, but Robert Redford was in two great prison films. Um, I'm sure you guys know one of them, The Last Castle. Mm-hmm. That's probably my top favorite prison movies. Me as well. James Gandolfini, and it's just amazing. But there was another movie that Robert Redford did uh, years earlier called Brubaker. Okay where he plays the warden. Hmm. But to start off the film, he wants to get a sense of what the prison's like and to see what needs to change. So he gets taken in as a prisoner and gets treated like a prisoner for the first uh, few days or whatever it is. And the first 30 minutes of the film, he says maybe three words. It's kind of crazy. He doesn't like talk at all. And then it turns out he's the warden. Um, But he was a good warden. So he was there for reform and change and making sure the prisoners were treated well. That's interesting. Is that a twist that you find out he's the warden, or do you know with him going in that he's doing that? I don't... Well, I knew because I read about it before I watched it, but who knows when it first came out whether or not you realized that Brubaker was the warden and going in like that, or if it's just a twist, like a plot twist in the middle of it. Mm. It doesn't take that long for it to happen. Like, I mean... mean, it didn't take that long. Okay, the, that. the synopsis of it is the new warden of a small prison farm in art. So <laughs> I feel like that's not a spoiler right. <laughs> if that's the synopsis. <laughs> Morgan Freeman's in it. The, yes, he is. A young Morgan Freeman. The, the weird thing about that film is, and this is weird, some of the people, some of the people with guns that are in charge of the other prisoners are prisoners themselves. They've got a special name for it. I can't remember now because I watched it like last week. Um, it was like the weirdest thing I'd ever seen as far as that goes, where, um, I can't, gosh, I can't remember the name they used for those prisoners, but if they were, if they were a good prisoner for a while, they got elevated to like, you know, being sort of in charge of some of the other prisoners. But could you imagine having a gun if you were a prisoner, uh, and being able to, how would that work in these days? Probably not so well. I believe it in that, like... 
they would do that in lots of different circumstances, like especially like prisoner of war movies and whatever. And like you give a, and talk about human nature. I feel like prisons like force real human nature to come out and like you give someone a slight advantage and slight power, even if they are a prisoner too, it'll go to their head and like they'll just love it and i i can definitely see there's tons of stories about that kind of stuff where like in world war Two and like different groups are all locked up together but you give this one group a little bit of a elevated status and it's just like they they treat the rest like garbage but even though they, their life sucks as well did either of you think of the most horrendous prison film of all time when you were just saying that thinking about that uh, power Schindler's List. Yeah, I was thinking that just like because you guys were, we were talking Band of Brothers and POW camps, but I feel like yeah. I was thinking Holocaust movies are like completely different. <laughs> like they're yeah. like they're I, because like it's weird because like you remember that show. Uh, What's that POW TV show? Hogan's Heroes? Right. And it makes... Yeah. Like, the Isn't Nazis... Like out, yeah, it makes the Nazis <laughs> out to be, like, comedic. And the funniest thing about that, people have pointed this out to me, is, like, when was that movie or show on? Like, in the 50s, 60s? No, no. It would have been in the 70s. Okay. But that's still, like, only 30 years after World War II. So, like, people making that movie experienced it. Right, it's not like us where we're so far removed, where it's just like, it's a little weird to like uh, if we started making a comedy about September 11th or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like it just seems that like how, like isn't this a little touchy? Well, when did uh, Team America: World Police come out? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> that was uh, a little soon. Yeah. Oh, actually, you know what? It it was it, it was it ran from sixty five to seventy one, so it wasn't the sixties, right? Um, so that's only twenty yeah. years after. So that'd be like now to September eleventh. Let's make a September eleventh comedy. Seems weird. <laughs> yeah, but like I guess that would be tough. Yeah, it reminds me. Have you guys seen The Great Escape? Um, I, I don't think I have. I, I feel like I saw it a million years ago. Right. I saw part of it in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> right. <laughs> but there's... They have a... There's another theme. There's another... Uh, there's a marching song yeah. in The Great Escape that's, that's famous, and it's also in The Bridge Over the River Kwai. Yeah, I have that written down, too. Oh, I, I, it's in both of them? Is it the, the same? same march? I, I thought it was just The Bridge Over the River Kwai. I think it's in both for some reason. I, I could be crazy. if it was in both. I think... What <laughs> I, I haven't seen The Great Escape, I'll, but I have seen The Bridge. Have you seen Chicken Run? 
I've seen parts of it. I haven't seen the whole thing. It, it, it is the great escape. <laughs> but what I was going to say is uh, like how a lot of prisoner of war movies kind of even like Hogan's Heroes, same thing. Like they get comedic because they want to be like making, especially not so much in like the uh, like Pacific, but like Europe prisoner of wars it's like the americans are always like so sassy to the nazis and stuff and i distinctly remember they're like digging this hole where the showers are in the great escape and then a soldier's going to come in so they clean it all up and then the guy some guy starts taking a shower and then another guy's just standing there and then the the prisoner or the soldiers asking is like uh, what are you doing? Having a shower. What are you doing? The guy just standing there is like, I'm a lifeguard. And it's just like always like this weird comedy in this movie that's about war and people get killed and it's it's just different. But I like it. I like when we make fun of Nazis though. Do, <laughs> the, I've the, never the seen movie, the producers, but I, I was just gonna tell you though, <laughs> that that is one of the great that's what I was just about to say though. One of the greatest films of all time. It's hilarious. Zero Mostel and Gene Wilder. Right. Uh, and, uh, and Mel Brooks in the middle of the film. You, you, know what the, you know what the premise of the producers is, right? Yeah, to make the most horrible. Yeah. Right. So they pick a script, Springtime for Hitler in Germany. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Which, and then in the middle of it, there's a, there's a song that goes, Springtime for Hitler in Germany. And then in the middle of it, Mel Brooks comes out and just sings, Don't be stupid, be a schmarty, come and join the Nazi party. And it's just like hilarious. Uh, okay. It's Mel Brooks. Yeah, I think it's Mel Brooks. He, like, he did uh, all those like uh, Spaceballs and Young Frankenstein. Spaceballs, Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Young Frankenstein and stuff. Young, Young Frankenstein. Frank History of the World, Part 1. You, you you guys should do a Mel Brooks. Dracula, dead and loving it. <laughs> right. No, because, You know uh, Jiminy Glick? Yeah. Yeah? So I, I was watching some of that, and it's just like the greatest hits, and he's interviewing Mel Brooks, and he's like, What's your big beef with the Nazis? What's my big beef? Yes, it seems like you're always What's knocking. What's my big beef Every with the time Nazis? You, you're always knocking the Nazis. Oh, let's... It's this time for Mel Brooks to knock the nuts, it seems. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think they're rude. I guess. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's good. It's good stuff. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I have, a, I, I have a, a trivia question for you guys. For you, because you guys are movie buffs, right? <laughs> I am not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But because two of the films, I would argue, have some prison aspects, oh, can, one of them does not. Can we just pause for a sec, Brad? Are you still recording? Yeah. Can you look down and check? Oh, I'm recording. Okay. The blue light is still flashing. Okay, good. 50 minutes and going strong. Okay, <laughs> just to make sure. Um, it's going to be a nine-hour podcast. It's awesome. Um, okay, trivia question. There are three films in the history of the Academy Awards that have won the five major awards the five major awards being best picture best director best actor leading actor best leading actress Whoa. and best screenplay whether it's adapted or original doesn't matter only three films in the history of the academy awards have swept those five categories 
One of them was from the 30s, and it'd be too hard for anybody to guess. So I'll just tell you that one. It's uh, It happened at midnight. Okay. okay. It was a Frank Capra film. I've like heard a, of it, but yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it's like one of those. I've you, never seen it's it or like, know anything. <laughs> like, like, have you watched Birth of a Nation? Probably not, unless you took film school. Course, yeah, I've seen which I did, but it's horror horrendous. Um, I've seen parts. It's just horrendous. But uh, um, okay, but the other two films, one of them was in the seventies, and one of them was in the nineties. Any idea what those two films would be? My Are they prison movies, and that's why you're bringing it up, or is this well, completely? They both have some serious prison or prison-like aspects to them. The one of the 70s, the one of the 70s, people are locked up. They're confined. Yeah. No, no my, as soon as you say 70s, and I think super, not just popular, but good, like I could imagine, did the Godfather sweep a bunch but that doesn't seem like people are locked up in that one. <laughs> no. Okay, well, I'll just... For the 70s one... Give uh, us more clues. Jack Nicholson's in it. He won Best Actor. Oh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Huh? Exactly. There you go. Okay, okay. so... Yes. And because they're locked that up, right? Sense. So that, yeah. that's prison yeah. They're on lockdown. Yeah. yeah. Now, the one from the 90s uh, is probably one of the best films of all time also. And there's a massive prison aspect to it. Even oh, though, I think I know. Uh, which is more of a... It's more of a clue than I've ever given for that before, to be honest. With saying the, the prison part. The Silence of the Lambs? Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Just because, is that 1993? 91, I think. It's either 91 or 94. What did it beat out? Didn't it beat out something else that's very good? Uh, yes, <laughs> but like <laughs> that usually, but like the, the, it's like yeah. Oh. I know I was looking at that year recently, and I was surprised um, to see that it's uh, it beat out like uh, Forrest Gump maybe or something. No, that was Forrest Gump one stuff. The tricky part of thinking of those is uh, of the five. The one award that I was having a hard time coming up with was Best Actress. Because right. a lot of these is usually mostly male casts. So, I, right. I mean, it makes sense once you said that. It's like, oh, of course. But thinking of prison movies and stuff, it's like... Yeah, there's no women in these movies. You need a, a lead woman, then usually there's maybe a supporting. Yeah. but No, uh, that's the problem. Either it's, a, either it's a female and then the male is nothing supporting. Yeah, exactly. That's why it's tough. That's why only three films have ever done it which is kind of crazy if you think about it right and then i think it falls into also like all these prison movies it's always men in prison (laughs) nathan you know what it beat out actually it beat out one of your favorite films oh beauty and the beast beauty and the beast (laughs) there you go yeah exactly it also bugsy jfk Mm. and uh and the Prince of Tides, the Barbara Streisand film. I'd like to do a JFK thing or an Oliver Stone thing. 
<laughs> we have a history with JFK. Yeah, we do. We always pushed to watch it in drama class <laughs> in high school just because it was long and it would kill like <laughs> three day <long> periods. <laughs> <laughs> Can we watch it? done it with the movie. Did you guys ever see the You guys are probably too young for this. The movie Reds, Warren Beatty. No, I haven't seen that. It one. was. It was the first movie I ever saw that had an intermission in the middle of it. Hmm. I've never seen a movie like... Ten Commandments does. No, but in theaters, I mean. You've never seen a movie in theaters or just one that had an intermission? (laughs) An intermission in theaters. You should leave the house more, Nathan. I've seen lots of uh, movies (laughs) uh, with intermissions. Yeah, Uh, I don't think I have... I've seen them at home, but yeah, not in theaters. Yeah, talking about intermission, it's not really a jail, but he's locked up as Ben Hur. <laughs> he is. It's kind of like a prison. That boat. It's not very fun. Uh, well, isn't he? I thought he's a slave. So I mean, right. That counts. <laughs> same thing with Gladiator. Is that is that like saying Castaway's a prison film then? Castaway's an isolation film. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but the best isolation films for isolation oh yeah i love isolation together or uh survival films you know it's a you know it's a great prison film uh an innocent man haven't seen it tell tom Selleck. tell me about it okay so tom Selleck <laughs> is at home his wife is probably pregnant, you know, as would be, because that makes it more dramatic. Right. And uh, some two bad police officers who I think are doing coke uh, look at the wrong address, break into a house, and because Tom Selk is holding up, like, a phone or something in his hand, uh, they shoot him. And because they don't want to get in trouble with these dirty cops, they plant a gun on him and some drugs, and he gets thrown in jail. Mm. And, and while he's there... Uh, at some point, you know, he has to defend himself and he has to shank somebody and kill him in order for people to leave him alone, which is bad because he's a good guy, you know, whatever he goes, you know, and then he gets out and then those cops come back and they try and warn him like not to do anything. They'll be watching him and they harass him a bit. So he ends up, uh, I don't know if he, he doesn't kill them, but he gets them in trouble and then they go to jail. It's good times, but it's a great film. Yeah, that, that sounds, sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not as good as Over the Top. Where uh, is that the one where they thumb wrestle or something? Arm wrestle. <laughs> oh, arm wrestle. <laughs> Wait, is that? I would watch a thumb wrestling movie. <laughs> what is that? Stallone. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's another Stallone. Stallone's in jail all the time, man. Yeah, I don't think he's in jail in that though. That's like professional yeah, arm wrestling. Yeah, yeah. yeah, talking about Judge Dredd, have you seen the new Judge Dredd? No, I didn't watch it. Was it I, good? Yeah, I saw it. It, it was There's good. no jail in it, though. No. But what I liked about it is uh, it's just like a one area thing. Like, it's yeah. one apartment building. That's the whole movie. It's not like they're saving the universe. It's just... It kind of ripped off um, a better movie. The raid, the the raid. <laughs> That's what it made me think of when I was watching. I'm like, this is good, and I'm enjoying it. I'm not. I don't feel like, oh, this is a ripoff. It sucks. But it just made me think of the raid, and the raid is amazing. 
Was was Judge Dredd the one where Sandra Bullock was in it with Stallone? Was that the one she was in with him? That's Demolition Man. Oh, Demolition Man. Which, that is a prison movie, actually, because they get cryogenically yeah. frozen. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the prison. <laughs> I was, see, I was, and I was thinking about that earlier when I was talking about Judge Dredd, thinking about that. And then also, it made me think of Minority Report. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. For sure. That's a cool Gosh, sci-fi. People get locked up or incarcerated or put away a lot in movies, I guess. Mm-hmm. Here's another cool sci-fi one. I don't know if you guys have seen... Lockdown? No. I'm sure it's not very well known. Um, I think it's produced. Let me see here. Um, yeah. Luc Besson, who did like Fifth Element, Leon the Professional, Valerian, and the Planet of Whatever. Uh, He's not the director, though, but Lockdown is basically The Rock, but in space. <laughs> and it's oh, it's God. as good as it sounds. <laughs> is there, like, the president's daughter up there or something? Yes. <laughs> it's super cheesy, but I love it. It's so fun. Uh, Guy Pierce is the hero, and he's just, like, this smarmy, I don't know, smart-ass guy. And, like... If you go into it kind of just expecting a fun action, that you'll get that. Like, don't right. don't expect Shawshank. I, I think but. I've seen the trailer for this. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a no holds barred action thrill ride, and uh, I love it. And it's a pretty cool thing. Like, there's yeah, this floating prison, and all the inmates get out, and the president's daughter happens to be up there. <laughs> So they take her hostage, and then they got to send one man to do the job. Awesome. So super isn't, corny, but it's wait, awesome. Isn't that the same? Isn't that the same premise of uh, the second Snake Plissken one, Escape from L.A. or whatever? Isn't it, doesn't the president's daughter get trapped? Is that, I, I've seen it. I don't remember why he's there, but maybe was that Escape from New York or Escape? I from think that's L.A. Like, yeah, the second yeah, one's Escape from L.A. The president's daughter one. Right. When he's uh, surfing on a wave of fire. <laughs> yeah, I don't I haven't seen those. I would, though. Oh, really? No, I want to get more into John Carpenter. I've been watching a few of his. Uh, but, yeah, talking about Ooh. President's Daughter reminds me of the Seinfeld joke. And there, it's a... Uh, I'm not sure which episode it is, but they always have these insane movie titles, and they ha- they're talking oh, about yeah. Chunnel, and you hear Larry David yelling in the background. It's like the president's daughter's trapped in the Chunnel, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just like yeah, it's like somewhere between England and France. It's something something tagline. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> or like yeah, the, something of destiny or whatever. I love all the Seinfeld fake movie titles. Hey, when you just said John Carpenter, you made me think of a great prison film. In a way, I guess it's not theoretically it's not a prison film, um, but it wasn't John Carpenter. It was John Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. It's the thirty fourth anniversary of it, and actually tomorrow, even though this will come out after the fact. Do you guys know what TIFF is doing where, where they've got, like, uh, on Twitter, they've got live 
uh, interviews with the star of film. So last week they did it with The Princess Bride and Manny Patinkin. Hmm. Tomorrow, which is after the fact, so on April 16th, I guess, um, they're showing uh, a great prison film, The Breakfast Club. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, and by the way, my, my friend Kim insisted that's a prison film, because, and she's not wrong. It's totally like that. It applies, um, I think. Yeah. And uh, they've got a guest star who will be answering live questions on Twitter. So, like, you go to it, they tell you when to start watching it on Crave or whatever you're watching it on. Yeah. Watch it, and then you can live tweet. Um, and the star they've got, and this is by far the funniest one of them all, Emilio Estevez. Mm. Hmm. He's big. <laughs> yeah. What's he done? I was expecting something. I don't know who else. They're all pretty big, I guess, in that. Uh, Ali Sheen well, is yeah. my favorite. <laughs> I, I love Judd Nelson because Judd Nelson is in, is, is in the greatest film, one of the greatest films of all time called From the Hip. Have you guys ever seen that? No. I, I, if you want to see a great film, from the hip, Judd Nelson, he plays a lawyer. Um, Ray Walston's in it. You know who Ray Walston is? John Don't Hurt. I recognize it. And John Hurt, yeah. Those guys are in it. Uh, great film. Anyhow, I'll leave it at that. Just that, that's, that's a Brad recommendation from the hip. Uh, talking... Unless you have something else to say. <laughs> Talking about, uh, oh, you have something, Adam? I was going to say, speaking of Judd Nelson, <laughs> uh, the movie Airheads. Have you seen that? <laughs> He's in it. He's a record producer. He's a very small role. But uh, Brendan Fraser, Steve Buscemi, and Adam Sandler take over a radio station to oh, yeah, get yeah. their music played. And they end up taking it hostage with fake guns. It's completely unplanned. But it ends in a prison, and their first album is released, and it's like live from prison, so it's kind of like a Johnny Cash type thing. Uh, but they're actually inmates when they record it. So, When you said airheads, I thought you meant coneheads. And <laughs> I saw a picture recently of like... We will go to prison now. A red carpet <laughs> event with the new uh, show Picard. But it was like the old TNG cast on the red carpet. But the way this uh, stuff <laughs> looked behind them, Picard... The like words Picard was behind Patrick Stewart, and it made him look like he had a cone head. <laughs> I'll I'll have to post this. Uh, <laughs> have either one of you seen "To End All Wars"? It's a no. POW. I remember no. getting this out of from the library. It's uh, 2001. Kiefer Sutherland is in it, and it's uh, so they're in. I don't think they're in Japan, obviously, but they're in uh, the Pacific Theater, and I think so. Kiefer Th- Sutherland's the one American, but then there's a pile of uh, Scottish guys, and he's like hot-headed and everything, always trying to escape. But then they punish everyone. But then through it is similar to. Uh, bridge over the river Kwai because they're forcing them to build a rail uh, rail track but then uh, there's this whole redemption thing where him and one of the prison guards 
gets like uh, they become they they end up forgiving each other, and it's based on a true story. And they're friends now. I'm sure they might be dead by now, but like it's a crazy story that like this POW Japanese POW soldier becomes friends with one of the inmates years later or whatever. So it's an action. And like, there's just crazy torture scenes where it's not like gruesome or anything, but they like tie Kiefer Sutherland up on the ground. So just rope out on the ground, but just like at a slight decline. So not even like 45 degrees or anything like that, but just slightly back. So your head's, lower and your feet are up the hill more but barely anything and it's just pouring rain and just how like it's almost like water boring water boarding and it's uh yeah crazy yeah adam prison movie zero dark 30 (laughs) there's there's elements (laughs) of a prison in that one too guantanamo bay uh no i think they're just in afghanistan (laughs) But yeah, yeah. And have you ever seen the Great Raid? No. Another POW one where it's really not that good, but there is the ending where they actually true story free. I think it's like a thousand American POWs, and it's a uh, cool. Have you ever seen Rescue Dawn? <laughs> No, I'm thinking uh, yes. Red Dawn. Actually, yes, I have seen Rescue Dawn. <laughs> it's uh, Christian Bale. Werner Herzog. Keep going, I'm just going to step away. No problem. Christian Bale, Werner Herzog. Have you, you know uh, Grizzly Man? Have you seen Grizzly Man, uh, Brad? Mm, sounds familiar, but I'm not sh- it's this trying to remember. Awesome documentary about this guy that's up in Alaska hanging out with grizzly bears. And... Spoiler, it's right at the beginning. He does get killed by a grizzly, but (laughs) he has tons of footage of himself with all these bears and just all the stuff. But the director of that also directed this movie. Uh, He directs documentaries and he directs, uh, what do you call them? Real movies, (laughs) fictional movies, but this is based on a real story. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Autobiograph, not not autobiograph, semi-biograph. Yeah, but no, Re- Rescued On is a great movie. Christian Bale, he gets into the performance crazy thin, like scary skinny, and uh, yeah. Well, he did that in another movie too. What was that other movie? He the did? Machinist. Uh, no, well uh, maybe, but the, the one where he's the fighter, the Irish. The fighter. He's super skinny. Gosh, what is it? Anyhow, I'll think of it. But there was a... Uh, it wasn't too long ago. Like within the last 10 years. Hey, you know what's a good prison film? What? I almost wish Adam could hear this. Uh, Star Trek Six. I've only seen that once. I'm trying to remember it. Have you guys done a Star Trek uh, movie? Uh? No. Adam's not big into Star Trek. Well... Uh, I definitely want to... Uh, what about James Bond? Do you guys watch James Bond films? I do a lot. Just because I follow a podcast that's all about James Bond. I, I definitely think we should do a James Bond one. <laughs> I'm in for the James Bond one. Okay. That is the, the, 
the best. You should look up. There's a podcast called James Bonding, and it's completely delightful. Really? Yeah. It's they're quite awesome podcasters. I was going to say, how many times does James Bond end up in prison? But I guess it's not really a prison. It's just like a dungeon or he's being held captive. Yeah, he's always caught pretty much every he's single movie. He's incarcerated a lot. Every single movie he's <laughs> caught pretty much. I'm trying to think of one that he's not caught. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely kind of in prison at the beginning of uh, the Pierce Brosnan's last one. Uh, the world is not enough. No, that's the second last one. Die another day. He's in North yes. Korea. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, the 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 uh, film that I was thinking of with Christian Bale was called was the, called The Fighter. Yeah. And I said he was fighting. And right? I said The Fighter. And you oh, you did. I th- you said The Machinist, and then I, oh, I didn't uh. know you said The Fighter. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he was super skinny in that too, right? Right. Like you could see his ribs or something. Oh, yeah, so crazy. Um, Adam, I said that a uh, great prison film was Star Trek VI. I haven't seen any of the Star Trek movies. Uh, <laughs> I know. That's Apparently, a, I'm going to be forced to watch them. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are Star pretty Trek good. Two, Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan is probably not only one of the best films of all time. We have a story it's like so about up there. that. What's that? Yeah, keep going. Sorry. No, it's uh, it's there's only two, there's only two films that were sequels in the history of all films that were better than the original, as far as I'm concerned, and one of them is Star Trek II: Wrath of Khan because it was far superior right. to Star Trek: The Motion Picture, and Superman II was way better than Superman: The Motion Picture. People would also argue Empire Strikes Back's better, and other people would argue Godfather Two. Might be better than Godfather One. I don't. I would know. argue I've, one of those. <laughs> I I think they're Godfathers are both amazing. And then what was the other one? Another sequel that people some people see. are saying Blade Runner. The new one's better. Than I think the I like the but new that's, one better. That's not a sequel, though, is it? No. Was that a sequel yeah. or was I it guess just a technically remake? it's a sequel. Well, no, it, because Harrison Ford's in it. Because at, Harrison Ford comes back as yeah. He is the same um, guy. Yeah. Uh, Some could even argue Toy Story 2. <laughs> well, talk about prison movies, Toy Story 3. Yes. A hundred percent take on the prison movie genre. They got all the plans and everything to escape. The, the lovable warden, <laughs> he seems lovable at the beginning, but then yeah, there's something there. I assume yeah. Lotso is the warden. <laughs> is Lotso Ned Beatty or Warren Beatty? Oh. Is Warren Beatty the guy that read out the wrong Oscar thing? Oh, wait. That's no. Warren Ned, Beatty. Ned Beatty is the guy who played Lex Luthor's henchman yeah. in the Superman films. Right. And Warren and I, Beatty is the one who's married to Anne. He played Bugsy and yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, BD with a T, not I think Ned BD is with a right. D. Uh, yeah, Ned BD is Lotso. Yeah, uh, he's also in Deliverance. He's the one that gets raped. <laughs> Speaking of prisons, uh, 
Uh, he's got to be in prison movies as like a warden or something, like an actual one. <laughs> he just seems like that kind of character. They should just be funny prison films, like Stir Crazy. Do you guys see Stir Crazy? No. Do you remember Stir Crazy? No. I think I think it's Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder, probably. How many movies did they do together? They did a few. They were a pretty good uh, team. Richard Pryor was a funny guy. Yeah, I a, I gotta go back to Superman three. Is that the one he's in? Yeah. Uh, yeah. People say that it's underrated. I gotta go back to that. Oh, but talking about uh, Wrath of Khan, Adam and I have a story. We were in grade ten or eleven, 10 maybe. Yeah, ten or eleven math class, and Mr. McKenna. I feel like it's 12, actually. Was it 12? I don't feel like I would take math in grade 12 if I didn't have to. <laughs> I thought you had to. Wait, it's super ironic that you said grade 9 or 10. I'll tell you why in a sec. But finish your story, okay. and then I'll tell you why. But then, this when you saw it. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I'll tell you in a sec. But then, so we're, we weren't that bad, but we're always, we're mi- we are middle of the road kids. We are not great students but we were not like sent down to the principal's office that often but so then I don't even know why we're talking about this but then we were like well being sent to the principal's office is like going to jail in school (laughs) right I think he's writing something up on the board and one of us I don't know who. Maybe it was someone else. Maybe it was Evan or who else was in that class. Evan was there. I don't know if someone yells out Mr. McKenna What's your favorite Star Wars movie? And just like that, Wrath of Khan. <laughs> it's like, no, Star Wars. He has Star Trek so on the brain, this guy. <laughs> yeah, there was like no no beat. It was just turned around. There was I, He may have even snapped when he said it because he was just like at the ready. <laughs> That's her story. The only so, reason I think it's 12 is because 12 was when we sat at the back, the back left corner. Yeah. And there was a hole in the wall that we kept in, making bigger and bigger. And the by the end wall, of the yeah. school year, I think I poured some milk in it. Yeah. 100%. We made like a fountain or yeah. with a paper. There was like a sandwich down there. Yeah. And we then, yeah, we had to funnel stuff. in some milk because it was the end of the year. But, it's like, that's someone else's problem. To, you weren't trying to dig your way out through the wall the no. way that they do in uh, Shawshank Redemption or um, or uh, hey have you guys seen Escape from Alcatraz by the way not to I have seen it no that's a great film too. it is a great film it is hard but it's based on a true story it is and did they there was like three guys escaped and they never yeah one of them one of them didn't because he delayed himself from going right and then did and, both the guys never get caught? All three guys were never found. Right. It's presumed that they died because right. it's super unlikely that they were able to make it to anywhere. Yeah, I think they could have. You're motivated pretty good there. <laughs> yeah, but the water's freezing cold. It's like the ocean. It's tough. Is it freezing cold? It's pretty cold. It's San Francisco. A lot of time, San Francisco. 
Well, San Francisco, the ocean doesn't really heat up that much. No, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. You're in the summer. Especially out in the middle of the ocean. but Well, not middle of the ocean, but you're not right on the beach. It's not that far, I feel. From pictures, it doesn't look that far. I just feel I like... I know, but the currents the currents. They never found their, area, his so body. Like, you would think it'd be washed up somewhere either. I mean, maybe they uh, got eaten by sharks. I like to believe they got away. <laughs> I, I mean, I want to... I hope that... I mean, Clint Eastwood's been in other films, so it feels like he got away. <laughs> the one thing with that is, like, doesn't he make, like, a, a paper mache head? Yeah. And it's just it's like... so good. How is, how is anyone getting fooled by this? Like, he puts well, it in dark, his bed. Just, like, I, yeah, know. I know, I know. That was incredible. Oh, actually. yeah, talk about uh, prison movies. Not really a prison movies, but made me think of it. I wrote it down, President's Daughters. Uh, Air Force One, the guy, oh my God. the guy that's caught the whole time. It's not a prison movie, but you see a lot of prison scenes. In that yeah, movie. I was thinking of that when I forget where we're. Yeah, I guess the president's daughter thing. I was thinking, I'm like, is there much prison? But yeah, it's just like we're releasing him, and it takes forever. Like it keeps showing all that, yeah. and then doesn't don't they just kill him? Yeah, at as, the end, yeah. as he's like about to get into the helicopter. Yeah, yeah, no. the um. We were talking about that. That's one of my favorite. We were talking about Harrison. Well, we were talking about Harrison Ford films, weren't we, right. Nathan, last week or whatever? Yeah. Just saying you could do a whole thing on Harrison Ford films, and that is clearly one of the best Harrison Ford films. Yeah, and I guess he's not, you don't really see him in prison much, but like The Fugitive, he is yeah. locked up. <laughs> yeah, that Tom Selleck get, one made me he, think of. Oh, that's right. He got out because of a bus. Why are they always transporting people that have accents and they get away? That happens a lot. (laughs) You you think they would have learned after the first film? Yeah. Yeah, Um, Have you seen the sequel to that? U.S. Marshals. Because Tommy the U.S. Marshals. Yeah, U.S. Marshals. How did he escape that one? It's a plane that crashes, and then he gets out. I but should it's look pretty this much up. the exact same movie. It seems weird that they transport, if they do at all, transport prisoners on planes. Yeah, I it forget seems why. expensive. I don't think it's like a prison plane. It's I not like Con like Air, which is, I believe, yeah. based in no real uh, <laughs> foundation of reality. No. Hey, by the way, the, just just uh, the grade nine thing. Uh you know the song, you know, Bare Naked Ladies, they have a song, this is me in grade nine, baby, yeah, this is me in grade nine. I heard that the um, other day. Uh, there's a part of the song that goes, I went into the classroom and my, like he was supposed to write a math test, I went to the classroom, my knowledge was all gone, I guess I should have studied instead of watching Wrath of Khan. Ooh. Uh, that's in the song. And the thing is, the bare naked lady guys, they are my age. So we were in school at the same time. So everything they're singing about in grade nine actually happened in grade nine for me. So the Wrath of Khan <laughs> came out in grade nine. There you go. Cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I was listening to them this week because they did a like, Zoom song of Lovers in a Dangerous Time. And I would think that's, I don't know them that well. Like, I know, obviously, but like, I would say that's my favorite song of theirs. It's such a good song. And, and it's not, is it theirs? Or do they? It's a remake. Yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. a Bruce Co- It's a Bruce Coburn song. Yeah, I figured that out when I typed it into YouTube. <laughs> and, but just like, just like some remakes are, a lot of times remakes are not better than the original. 
I would say that that is one of the songs where the remake by the Bare Naked Ladies is far superior mm-hmm. to the Bruce Coburn one. Even though the Bruce Coburn one's good, but the harmonies they do in that song is pretty cool. Is there yeah. any... I feel like Schwarzenegger must be in prison. Is he in prison anywhere besides his escape plan? Like, it seems natural that he should be in prison. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I'm trying to think now. Yeah, it seems weird. Um, I would type it in, but it's so hard to spell Schwarzenegger. That, uh, yeah, there's no point. <laughs> um... Escape plan, you said? That, yeah. that might be it. Yeah. I'm sure that's all that others. comes up when I type that in. I feel like I've seen him in an orange jumpsuit. Yeah. What other tropes are there in prison movies? So you have the warden, you have the guards, like the miserable guards, or like you befriend a guard. You have well, there's always an there's always an older prisoner who's about to to go home or dies just before he's going to get released. Yeah, but like, pe- but he's allowed to do stuff that like he's peaceful and no one bugs him, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a uh, yeah. You uh, like the fights and stuff are always fun. <laughs> People getting. I, I'm trying to think like all, all these movies. Like besides Shawshank, I'm trying to think. Maybe I'm just not watching the right movies, but there seems to be a lack of rape <laughs> in all these other prison movies. But okay. you, well, they, you, I feel like they talk about it a lot. Do you want to rape one? Because I have I one mean, at the top of my list. Like top of your <laughs> list they, is like they, your favorite? <laughs> well, in terms of talking points. But they don't show s- it, right? Um... Or, I'm not sure in this one. It's been a while. It's heavily, it's not, it's more than just implied. It, it happens. But, uh, sleepers. Have you ever seen the movie sleepers? No. So this one, it's kind of, it makes me think of another movie and I forget which one, but, um, it starts Wait, off. Is that a prison film sleepers? No. Uh, not all of it. It's, oh. it, there's sections to it. So okay. it starts off, I think it's four friends growing up in New York City and who knows, what, I forget what the time period is, but uh, they end up killing a guy, I think, by accident and go to jail or juvie. And Kevin Bacon is one of the guards and he and his gang uh, sexually abuse these kids. So it's not a... Not a feel-good movie. Uh, but then it jumps forward to when they're adults and two of the guys end up killing oh, they the guards. Yeah, because they recognize him as their, the abuser yeah. when they were in the reform school. Yeah, so they're, they're kind of like gangsters at that point anyways, but they see the guards and they end up killing them. And then the other two guys, one of them's Brad Pitt, the other's Jason Patrick, I think. Jason Patrick, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Nathan... Mini Driver is in it. Does she have a nice I think, voice? I don't think she has a British accent. Okay. I, I forget though. Are you uh, a Mini fan? We we've discussed <laughs> just her voice, <laughs> and just I like her in general, but not particularly. Like I I which, like which I, Mini 
Which Mini do you like more, Mini Mouse or Mini Driver? Because we all know you're a huge <laughs> I, Disney I'm fan. kind of indifferent to Mini Mouse. <laughs> okay. I, I, I don't dislike her, though. Uh, but no, Mini Driver, I like her in Goldeneye. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's right. She's singing the bad karaoke. But no, I, I we've discussed Brad we'll talk uh we'll go on a tangent here. What's your favorite accent for a woman to have? I was saying like British or Australian or Spanish are my go-to. Oh, British is British is definitely hot. <laughs> so mini driver when she go- Irish can be Irish. Yeah. Irish can be nice too. Yeah. Scottish is a little too but hard British, to understand. British is probably number one. And by British, we mean English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, which other British were you thinking? Well, British means all of them, doesn't it? Yeah. Great Britain, isn't that Ireland and Scotland? Yeah. England. Yeah, but... <laughs> the yeah, British Isles. Right. But everyone uh, knows Welsh. what we mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Usually when you say British, though, you're talking about England specifically. You're not talking about yeah. Great Britain, yeah, which includes... Yeah, because they dominate. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> talking They're about, the Americans of, yeah, <laughs> for Europe, sure. of Europe. <laughs> uh, talking about, here we go, rape, American History X. Have you seen that? Yes. Uh, no, I haven't seen it. And... Oh, no. Yeah, sorry. I was thinking Malcolm X. Yes, I've seen American History X. <laughs> right. And that's, like, it goes on and on. Like, he can't even walk properly afterwards. Right? Isn't that the case in that movie? I'm trying to, I think that's the case. I'm, I'm just leaving dead air so that our listeners can dwell on that a little longer. <laughs> no, I, I've seen it once, and... Yeah, me too. And there's only certain parts of it that really stick with me, and that's not one of them. So can I guess? Maybe, it, the curb, it sounds like something the, would happen. How about when when he's got his face against the curb? Yeah, right. That's what everyone yeah. remembers. That's that's what sticks in my head. Yeah. I'm scared. I'm scared of curbs now. Curb stomping. I used to sit on yeah. them. I used to sit on them. You know, waiting for the bus, but not anymore. <laughs> I, yeah. When I see a curb, I just. Go the other way now. I head the other way. Uh, have you guys seen uh, Riot in Cell Block 99? No. Did you just make that up? No. <laughs> I just looked it up to confirm. I watched it uh, within the last six months. It's Vince Vaughn. And <laughs> yeah. he looks really skinny in that. Yeah. And it's, he has a shaved head and stuff. But the, the premise of it is his a bunch of stuff happens, but then his wife is kidnapped, and for the guys to let his wife go, he is told that he has to go kill this guy in prison. And the only way to get to this guy is to com- like uh, keep upping his security needs right because at first he's kind of fine so like i don't know how he gets arrested or whatever but then he attacks some guards and then he gets further and further to a higher security so then he can be near this other guy that's in a high security area so then he can kill him and then the mob or whoever has his wife will release his wife 
crazy violent, like crazy, uh, talking about curb stomping and stuff, but uh, it was pretty good. <laughs> and it's a, uh, yeah, that's, it's definitely a prison movie. Uh, and it's weird because he's kind of nice with the guards or whatever, but he has to beat them up and he's gigantic. So like he has to, and he was a boxer or something, so it kind of makes sense for, that he's uh, a good fighter. But yeah, it's a really violent movie. It's too much violence in prison. You should just all get along. Why can't everybody get along? Yeah, I don't know. One movie that I just thought of thinking of a prison riot. There's only one scene, and actually this applies to two movies I'm thinking of now. Uh, the Watchmen by yeah. Zack Snyder has a cool prison scene where they go and uh, rescue, not that he needs rescuing, but Rorschach's in prison and he kind of does his own escape, and but the other heroes are there. That's a really cool scene. I like that movie in general, but uh, I like that scene specifically how long ago, with him. How long ago was that movie? Because you know they did a, a miniseries recently. Yeah. Um, the movie was maybe like... I want to say... Like, 2000s? No, it's like 2005, maybe. Mm. Did uh, you watch the miniseries also? Was it better? No, I haven't seen it. Okay, 2009 was the movie, yeah. uh, which before it came out, I read the graphic novel because I wanted to be up to speed before it came out. Um, that's a I love that movie. It, it stays really pretty true to the the graphic novel. There's some things they change, but I think it works out better for a, a movie. I haven't seen the series, and I'm kind of, I was really hesitant just because the previews did nothing for me, but all I've heard is good things, so I'm sure eventually I'll check it out. Mm-hmm. What was the other one you were going to say? Yeah, that, Ghost Protocol. Yeah, at the <laughs> Mission beginning. Impossible. Very beginning, escaping from prison. We've already kind of mentioned it in some other episode, but uh, it's a good scene. Yeah. Who was in the Ghost Protocol? It's, it's Mission Impossible 4. Four. Oh right, 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 right. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Four. I knew it. I knew I'd seen it. I couldn't think of it was. Those are good films. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're awesome. They're they're. Uh... Did you guys ever watch the original series, or the remake of the series? Did you watch either of them? No, I've seen the first episode, or the first couple episodes. I think it was on Netflix years ago. It might still be on there. But of the TV show, I've Leonard Nimoy was in a bunch of them back then. Oh yeah, yeah. It was cool watching it because they had like the masks and stuff, and like it's all the tropes of the series, and it was it was excellent. And I could see why. So in the first one, John Voight plays what's his name, the head guy. He plays. Uh, he plays Jim. Uh, yeah. Good evening, Mr. Phelps. Jim Phelps, right? Right. Yeah. So, but then he's the bad guy in it. And Turns I re- out he's the bad guy. But yeah. then I remember people Which not... Which so weird. Yeah. People not liking it because it's like, that's not how... That's like making... Yeah. Tr- turning your 
Picard into a bad guy or I don't know something where it's like no he's a good guy all the time but then I will tell you honestly I was one of those people who was sort of outraged when I saw the first right. Mission Impossible and everyone it was such a good film but like how can Jim Phelps be a bad guy right and people like me that didn't know the thing is like yeah this is great Whatever. who cares <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay boss turns bad same old story yeah yeah that's the thing no it's it, it'd be like finding out. Um, be like finding out Superman's an evil villain. I don't. It's like tough. Yeah, Superman that, three or four. Superman that three. That was four. Yeah, four. Is it four? Yeah, with the weird kryptonite thing. Yeah. Yeah. Or the nuclear whatever Lex Luthor said. Lex Luthor. <sighs> um. So we've already talked to Robert Redford. Let's talk Paul Newman. And Cool Hand Luke. Cool Hand Luke. I've never seen it. Oh, that one. Actually, does that have Ned Beatty? I feel like he seems like he would show up in that one. I feel maybe like he it, would be somebody in that kind of film. Maybe I'm thinking someone else. I haven't seen Cool Hand Luke in 38 years, but... Uh... It's a good one. Uh, it's funny. I feel like it is it is a funny prison movie. <laughs> Like I think, I think you have to have some humor in these things. Otherwise, <laughs> if you don't have humor in them, it's tougher to watch, right? Yeah, yeah. There's definitely serious stuff in it, but uh, I remember it being fairly lighthearted at, in certain scenes. Like, there's the whole egg eating contest. Is it? They're eating like hard boiled eggs. <laughs> Which sounds so disgusting. Like, I don't know how many he eats. <laughs> it's like on a bet. Oh, there's a couple uh, of funny people that, that are in it, by the way. Uh, just out of randomness. Um, Wayne Rogers. Do you know who that is? Can't place the face. <laughs> Wayne Rogers uh, was Trapper John in MASH. In the and Joe Don Baker. Do you know who he is, right? Yeah, who is he? Well, he was in the... <laughs> is he in a bunch yes. of James yeah, Bond? Yeah, Who is he? He's in the James Bond film. He's in the Pierce Brosnan James Bond films as, as like the CIA, CIA guy. But then but he's also, but he's oh, also yeah, in the yeah. Timothy Dalton yes. film as the bad guy. All right, there. See, I knew, I, I recognize something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe that's who I'm getting confused with, Ned B. <clears throat> Uh, another movie, not a prison movie, but there's a whole extended prison part in it is Goodfellas where they all like do their time. And like, that's part of being a good member of the mob is just do your time and keep your mouth shut. And I do love it where it's just like, even wise guys don't do time like the rest of us. And then there's a whole scene where he's like explaining how to cut the onions so thin with a razor blade that they saute in the frying pan and they disappear. And, like, it's just a great little uh, prison part. Hmm. <laughs> Are we dying here? We can shut her down. <laughs> Sorry, I, I got sidetracked on the uh, egg-eating thing. <laughs> Uh, just on Letterboxd because this is where I have my list of prison movies. So someone's review. I'm just going to read it because this is amazing. <laughs> uh, cool Hand Luke ate 50 eggs. 
Okay, Brad Pitt ate 40 cocktail shrimp for a scene in Ocean's Eleven. You realize how many shrimp that is? Because I didn't, and I had to Google a pic for reference and actually found one. I'm freaking out. He didn't have to do it, but he did. He did that for art, for us, and that was real life. How many eggs did Paul Newman actually eat for this? I bet it wasn't 50. I'm looking it up now. And I was right. He didn't eat egg. Or he didn't like eggs and didn't really swallow any. No shade to Paul Newman, by the way. He ruled, dude. Anyways, I thought that was funny. So if I was distracted there, I was reading that amazing. Oh my god, (laughs) that's hilarious! Somebody actually wrote that whole thing. (laughs) Yeah, Brad, you got to get on Letterboxd. It's an app, and you rate movies. Yep. I recruited a few people actually. I saw uh, one of them. Yeah. Did they start following you? I don't know. Um, so every movie you watch, you just write a little review about it, and you talk about how many shrimp Brad Pitt has eaten? You can, or it's just like a log. First of all, I just, you know, not that I want to do, um, I don't want to do a video rebuttal to this letterbox guy, but uh, um, <laughs> remember those on YouTube? Video rebuttal. Uh, <laughs> I, I could easily eat 40 shrimp right now. You should, so you should at this guy for this episode. <laughs> I will. It's and you know what is his or her username is eggs. No, it's drop names. Brat. I like to drop names. Brat Pitt. Mm. Brat Pitt. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny that they were. I think it's a. It is a woman, and her last name is Pitt. Um, or she's just a real big fan of Brad Pitt. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> I am, but I'm not a woman. Um, I have a few I can just rhyme off here that are not so much prison movies, but have prison or escapes in them. Um, One of my feel-good movies, Shanghai Noon, has a good prison break. (laughs) uh, He's bending the bars with his shirt. he says when it gets wet, it can't break. So he's twisting it and they have to pee on it to keep it wet. <laughs> Great scene. <laughs> uh, another comedy, Half Baked. Have you seen no. Dave oh, Chappelle, Half Baked? Basically, um, his friend, it's all about marijuana. <laughs> but uh, I could guess. His, his friend played by Harlan Williams uh, goes out for their munchie run and then ends up giving all his snacks to this horse that's tied up there, which turns out to be a diabetic and it's a (laughs) a cop's horse. So he's labeled a cop killer and goes to jail. So the whole movie is about them getting him out of jail. And there's quite a few good prison scenes, um, and yeah, that's that's a comedy about prison. It's only like a quarter of the movie, but there's uh, a character named Nasty Nate. Mm. That's uh, this big black guy, and he's always trying to get the guy while he's in jail. Uh, he's always after his cocktail fruit, which is what he calls his fruit cocktail. <laughs> and then uh, what's his name? Uh, Tommy Chong plays squirrel master who protects him he's he's this kung fu guy with a squirrel in his pocket (laughs) oh man this is like such a small part of the movie but i'm really selling it (laughs) you sold it Uh, i love half-baked uh it's amazing but uh great 
great prison stuff in that. Um, there's a key part of the man in the iron mask. Yeah. Speaking oh, I was going to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, the three musketeers. Uh, Nathan, I feel like you've poo-pooed the man in the iron mask. I have. It's. I've probably only seen it once or twice. It's not that I think it's horrible by any stretch. It's just that my brother thinks it's amazing. <laughs> so it's always uh, my brother that Brad knows well thinks it's amazing. And he also thinks it's a great film. The Musketeer Although, is amazing too. You really, oh, the, I love the, you know, I think, I think the man in the iron mask is better than the Musketeer, but the Musketeer is good. The, directed by John Woo. Yeah. The martial arts one. Yeah. It is cool. Like there is no like doubt it. that it is cool. I saw who are the three. Wait, who are the three Musketeers? Gerard Depardieu. In which one? Yeah. Um, in the man in the iron mask. Jeremy Irons, Gerard Depardieu, and Gabriel Byrne. Right. Oh, no, wait. And then John Malkovich. Gabriel Byrne Malkovich is, is the dark, Gabriel, dark Gabriel Canyon. Byrne's the bad one, right? But he's not bad. He's really... That's the thing. The Three Musketeers is really about four people. Right. Yeah. Gabriel Byrne is D'Artagnan, who's not one yeah. of the Three Musketeers. He's the right. fourth. Uh, yeah. Um, that's a good one. All that movie's good. For Although it's just one like, I guess, all for love. The Man in the Iron Mask is so much better than Disney's The Three Musketeers. Probably. I'm saying it now. <laughs> Probably. I just have a soft spot for The Three Musketeers. There. We've got another podcast. We've got three movies right there. We can do a Three Musketeers. The three Three Musketeers. <laughs> uh, There's a ton of Musketeer movies. Yeah. I would like to go through them all. They are not. None of them are like horrible, but none of them are awesome. <laughs> I would say either. They're all watchable. They keep you know, trying. Good, you know, it'd be a good one to do, but it would be so hard because I don't think you can watch all those films because some of them probably aren't that good. But I think one of the most remade films is uh, uh, what's it? What, uh, what's his name? Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah. That's it's kind of the same. I feel like those two are on par. Man in the Iron Mask and Robin Hood. There's. Right. There may be more Robin Hoods, but I feel like recently there's a ton of Three Musketeers. You, you can, you know can I bring this all together for a second? Yeah. The guy that wrote no. Three Musketeers and Count of Monte Cristo, there's a, the joke in Shawshank Redemption Shawshank. where it's like... Uh, Alexander Dumbass? Yeah, Alexander <laughs> Dumbass. It's Dumas. And then he's like, you should read it. It's about a prison escape. Yeah, I was going to mention that with Count of Monte Cristo, and it got away from me. So I'll let you, I'll let you take credit for that one. <laughs> no problem. So everything's connected. What were you going to you know say, what, Brad? Uh, I was just going to say that a modern remake of uh, The Man in the Iron Mask, in the most obscure way, is the movie Dave. Right. Do you see that? It, when he's a president, is he the president? Yeah, because he's like his twin, although not really his twin, but he's just a, he has to assume the role of the president, just like Leo DiCaprio plays yeah. the other character. He is a twin, yeah. Spoiler. Oh, sorry, shoot. Don't see Dave now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what else was I? I had one other I was going to mention. Oh, this one I haven't seen, and it's very new. I was going to ask if you guys saw it because I think it's on Netflix now. 
the platform. No. No. I was going to watch it, but then, no. I've heard it's not that good. Oh, okay. I'm curious. Um, Film Junk reviewed it. They didn't love it. Okay. I, th- I I can't remember where, but I thought I heard it was good. But maybe it was just I heard the premise and I was like, that sounds interesting. It's and I didn't. Spanish, I, I think. Yeah. So you got to read subtitles, which I don't mind. I've been wa- reading a lot, a lot of subtitles lately. But, uh, yeah. I used to hate them when I was a kid. I refused to watch Das Boot because of the, the subtitles. I got Das Boot <laughs> on the shelf there, still in its packaging. I still got to attack that thing. <laughs> But now, now I don't mind subtitles. They're okay now. Yeah. Reading's okay now. <laughs> das Boot is what we would call the shoe in, in Mario Brothers 3 that you would, <laughs> you would knock the Koopa out of it and you could jump in this little wind-up boot and we would always yell Das Boot das when boot. we got it. <laughs> we didn't know... Uh, anything about that movie other than the title? So to us, it meant the boot. I know it means boat, but <laughs> that's what we called it. I can't. But was it a? Was it actually? I don't even remember if I ever saw it in the end. Dust boot was. Is it a submarine film or just a, a boat film? No, like a ship. German submarine. It yeah. is a submarine film. U boat. That's that's a good. There's there's a bunch of good submarine films. I guess. <laughs> we, there we go. We've we've discussed it. We'll do an episode on that. K nineteen, the Widowmaker. Oh, there's lots. I worked on that film. No, really. Yeah. Give us some behind the scenes. Is Harrison Ford's accent as bad as it appears? <laughs> <laughs> when I worked on the film, though, uh, I worked on it when it was in Toronto. Right. Um, Catherine Bigelow. Uh, Catherine pod- Bigelow. I had to pick up Catherine. I had to pick up Catherine Bigelow from the airport one time. Really? Yeah. Huh. But I didn't know who she was back then. Like honestly, right? I didn't really know she was married to James Cam. All that stuff. Who knew? Um, all I remember is that Liam Neeson, obviously, and Harrison Ford were in the film. But when I was do, I was there for a whole bunch of pre-production work before they went to Russia to film the parts in Russia. And then they were obviously filming some stuff in studio in Toronto. So I saw the the submarine set they were going to do. But before they started production, I I believe I got offered a job on another show, or I went to work on a cruise ship. One of the two. You are a man of the world. You really well, are a celebrity. Yeah. I I wouldn't say that, but uh, I did work on cruise ships. And I never caught a virus on the cruise ships, so uh, it is possible to work on them and uh, not get. But uh, right. I, that industry's in trouble now. Yeah. The, but I digress. I know. I'm definitely looking forward to all these vacation deals after this thing <laughs> I do know so. Through. By the way, though, I do know some people. Uh, that can get me <laughs> deals on cruise ships? Well, no, no. I was going to say, though, you want to talk about really being in a prison, but like in... In the best, you know, like a nice leisurely prison. Right. I honestly know people right now who are literally stuck on cruise ships. I was reading his post today on Facebook. He's been on the whole crew has not been able to leave for 39 days. They haven't touched land in 39 days because no country is really letting them go into port and get off the ship right now. It's really, really difficult. Like there's not guests on board that one. It's the crew. Really? But it's a really tough time. For some of those people. Um, so 
he showed he and he's working like he's in charge of entertainment on the ship or whatever, even though it's just crew now. And they showed the greatest showman the other night, and because he's you know we're like in the entertainment field, he, certain people we know and he knows etc. Might have known people, so he put out a message saying, "Is there anybody who knows?" any of the people from The Greatest Showman who would just record a little clip so I could play for the crew saying, hey, sorry, you guys are stuck there. I hope you enjoy the film, etc." And he got a few of them to do it, which was kind of nice. But Who did but he that, get? Uh, the, the girl. With the beard? The bearded lady. Okay. Uh, and then two other guys that weren't as big in the film. But okay. I, they tried to get Hugh to do it. But I think they only messaged him on whatever regular See, yeah. social I, media. Two things. Adam loves that movie. <laughs> but yeah. I feel bad because, uh, like, I bet you Hugh Jackman would do it. I bet you it never even got through to him. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. That, that's the thing I'm where sure there's all these people that, like, all these walls up for people. And I hear yeah. stories about, like, Jay Leno and even, uh, what's his name? Uh, Groundhog Day. Bill Murray? Bill Murray, where it's just like, Bill Murray doesn't have an agent. He has a phone or a fax or something, and it's just like, phone me. I'll decide. Or Jay Leno is just like, yeah, we'll just do it. Right? And he's like, cuts out the middlemen, where it's just like people protecting them, where it's just like all these favors that, like, if they are nice people, like Hugh Jackman, what's he doing? If he's he's in isolation, he would 100% do it. Right? Like, yeah, why not? 30 seconds yeah. of except, his time. Except and it depends on how many people are asking him, though. Right. That, you know, there could be... That's true, there could too. Be, there could be hundreds of requests on a daily basis. Oh, my kid is sick in the hospital. Can you record this? Right. And he right. probably would right. if if he was in the right situation. But it, it's... Uh, you know, there's a lot of people asking for that stuff. Nathan believes that the best song is the first song in the movie. Like the one that plays at the beginning and the end. And he's 100% wrong because all of them are good. This uh, is the greatest show? Yeah, and yeah. the screaming. I like scream singing sometimes, like Bon Jovi. He's a scream singer. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, it's a good song. Nathan, I'll tell you this. It's a good song, but the two best songs in the film, hands down, are Come Alive, which is just an amazing I can I can honestly say and the, and, I've blocked it out. And then the... Okay, well, Adam, you... Back it's a good thing you own it, because you need to watch it again. I know. The, 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 we were, I was almost forced song, to watch it again. It's so good. The second song, though, that's that's amazing in it. And the, as soon as I heard it, I knew they were going to turn it into a Broadway musical, which I'm sure they are working on if they haven't done it already. I can't remember now. But 100% it's going to be turned into a Broadway musical. It was that second song um, where it's uh, Zac Efron and uh, Hugh Jackman, and he's convincing him to... Uh, Although the song name escapes me right now. Yeah. It's called Bigotry is Bad. Uh, the Other Side, I think. Yeah, The Other Side. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love the choreography in that on that, the bar. But the whole song, if you think about Broadway musicals, and that's a whole different tangent, I should really start a <laughs> podcast on Broadway musicals. But if you think about Broadway musicals and the way they work, <laughs> that song is like the linchpin to a Broadway musical. I'm glad that so far of the two guests that we've had on, they're on my side on two points of contention between me and Nathan. You know what? It just it it makes me feel better. What was the other one? Star Wars. Who is the Phantom Menace? You'll have to listen to them. It just came Uh, out. It's a mess. 
<laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go listen to it now. Actually, yeah, it, it'll put you to sleep for sure. <laughs> um, Brenda was listening to it last night, and I, she had her headphones on, but I just kept hearing her laugh. <laughs> Sometimes she was getting kind of angry listening to it. Uh, one of one of our greatest. It'll go down in the history books. Um, uh, do you have any others? Oh, one other. Uh, we've already talked Robin Hood, but Robin Hood Disney has a prison. Yes, break. it has a good prison break. Oh. Yeah. You know what's a good prison break uh, movie? Um, Return of the Jedi. Kind of. Okay. Mm, Isn't yeah. that a prison I, break? I can s- it's an execution of. break. <laughs> no. Han Solo is, yeah, is frozen in carbonite. In Han gets thrown in with him. I guess. No, 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 no. But when Han Solo is frozen in carbonite and they have to steal him and thaw him out, that's a prison break. That's about as prison breaky as you can get. In an intergalactic sort of way. Sure. He's kind of a decoration. Doesn't Jabba even say he's a decoration or something like that? Chewbacca says, yeah. ah. I don't know, I can't do that noise, but whatever. No, Jabba says, he's my, yeah, he says he's my favorite decoration or my favorite ornament or something along those right. lines. Um, another Star Wars prison break. There's two, actually. Rogue One and The Last Jedi. Last Two of the worst Star Wars movies. <laughs> what, what's the last Jedi prison break? That's the casino planet. When they're, uh, yeah, they're in the so. jail with the code breaker, or not code breaker guy. It's not really a jailbreak, but episode two, they escape those animal things in the Coliseum. Well, there's always escape. Okay. Yeah, it's always yeah. escape. That's the thing. It's very... That's very James Bond kind of escape. Yeah. If you think about it, uh, Mark Hamill escaped... Uh, Taxes. The one. <laughs> no, I was going to say a romantic uh, fling with, uh, with Carrie Fisher in uh, Return of the Jedi by turning into his sister. He turned into her sister? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but she always think, knew. Like, let, let me ask you. Do you think that George knew. Lucas... I, there, there can be almost no way that George Lucas had planned that ahead of time but where they were going to be brother and sister, right? I, he says he did, but I don't believe okay, it. Okay. How could he? They would have never made that whole thing happen. But I will okay. say, in his defense, or whatever you want to call it, it really has nothing to do with A New Hope. It's all an empire. They kiss an empire, and then Yoda says, no, but there is another so it's in the single movie that the weirdness that like the the weirdness of the brother and sister thing is like put to the top but then it is mentioned in that movie so unless that there is another was not decided to be her yet yeah that's the only that's thing that's possible although people say that at the end of empire she's using the force to find luke well i think she is they're, well, so, he's using it for sure. What's the force? Never mind, just kidding. <laughs> it's, it's, I was it's a Star your, Trek guy. It's, it's your midichlorian count. <laughs> <laughs> How many parsecs away is that from... Uh, Are you a Star Trek guy? Oh my gosh. 
Dude, I just rewatched Star Trek Discovery the other day for a second time, and it only came out like last year. <laughs> it was right. so good. Remember that guy that I showed you where he's doing all the uh, Star Wars reviews, and he had the voice like Star Wars: The Phantom Menace is the worst thing since my son. Remember that stuff? <laughs> I. It sounds familiar, but I don't remember well, the show. It doesn't matter. But he's going to do a whole review on the new Picard season. So, oh, we watched that at the tennis tournament, right? You yeah. showed me at the tennis yeah, yeah. tournament? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything um, I show you is at the tennis tournament. We right. see each other once a year. <laughs> um, yeah, for, for you, Nathan, you're always going to bring up Star Trek episodes kind of like... Mike from Red Letter Media. Right. I think you've already done it saying yeah. there's an episode where yeah. this happens. I'm not even that for, big of a Star Trek fan. <laughs> but you've seen them all multiple times. I have to ask you, what, you guys did a time travel uh, podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Did you talk about Star Trek? Well, we haven't before? recorded it yet. <laughs> time travel joke for you there. <laughs> uh, get it. Um, did, uh, did you guys talk about Star Trek 4? In it? I might have. I'm sure Star Trek was brought up a few times yeah. because even the re- the reboot series we discussed a bit. So yeah, Wrath of Khan and Star Trek Four Voyage Home, right? Yeah. Is my favorite for sure. The one with the whales, Adam. That's that's like my least yeah. favorite just because like taking place on modern Earth, talk looking for whales was just like, what is this? You don't but, like yeah. it? Is no, I do like it. I like them all, but it's it's good stuff. It's not my favorite one. Nothing will ever beat Star Trek Two for me. <laughs> really. Except except the new films are so good. Uh, At least the first one was. I like the third one better than the second one, actually. The third one did feel like an episode of Star Trek. Like yeah. I just I really love original. the setting of the end where like that space station is insane. With the gravity, are we talking about the new ones? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. I I forgot about that part. I was just thinking of when they're on that one planet. Yeah, I like that too. I like it. Is that a prison? Is they're trying to break people out of somewhere? But okay, so you guys probably aren't as big a fan of Star Trek as I am. You for sure not, Adam. But uh, Nathan's close. (laughs) Wait, who likes Star Trek? Nathan, you like Star Trek though, right? Yeah, I like it. I like it. I just I've I've watched uh, okay, Next Generation when I was younger, right. and like so. Deep Space. I was a ma- I was a massive fan, massive, massive fan. Have of you the talked whole thing. to Ben about this? Star Trek? No, probably not. Maybe he's a big Trek guy. But but I was I was sort of like, how can you redo it with these different guys? And so I thought this is going to be like kind of meh, you know, like a remake of it. I will say this though, J.J. Abrams was brilliant in his inception and follow through of his idea to have a whole new reboot, but keep true to the original characters by doing the time travel thing uh, and and how it changed in the timeline. That was incredible. I don't disagree. I like it. I, like I just it. don't think. Uh, I think. They're excellent first-time watches. 
it's just, <laughs> it's just like the second time it's like you get the J.J. Abrams problems of he's very good at like fast paced and setting things up and go, go, go. But then it's just like as soon as you sit back and like, oh, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, are you yeah. still recording, Brad, <laughs> by the way? Oh, no, it ended like two hours. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's still recording. It's still recording. Oh, <laughs> well, that's fine. <laughs> it'll be it'll be awkward then. Going off of Star Trek, what I was going to say, my Star Trek is in this podcast is going to be me bringing up Veronica Mars. Because <laughs> when, uh, when you're talking earlier about giving someone power and then it just going to their heads, there's an episode of Veronica Mars in the third season where students are split into guards and prisoners it's for like a law class, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the prisoners have a piece of information and the guards are supposed to get it out of them. But they play those roles like guards can do whatever they want to the prisoners. They have 48 hours or however long it is. And what happens is one of the guys that just immediately goes to his head being the guards and is like, straight up abusive to one of the other students and it's his peer. So it's like, it's pretty brutal, but then at the end it's like they're friends. It's, it's pretty, it's a good episode. <laughs> so yes, uh, you can bring up obscure star, star Trek references and I'll just keep bringing up Veronica Mars. <laughs> Were you a Buffy fan also? No, I, uh, I, really? I keep trying because everyone's like, oh, you'll love it. But the first Especially season, I like can't Veronica get. Mars. Joss Whedon's even in <laughs> the second season. He, he has a cameo because he loved it. But uh, yeah, no, I never got into Buffy. Uh, maybe I have to keep going, but the first you season's have to, yeah. so a little first, too formulaic. Well, the first season, yeah, the first season's a bit whatever. Starts getting really good in the second season. Third season's great. Four season's not so good. Five and six yeah. are great. Again, well, especially I, mean? I love Firefly. Firefly is one of my favorite shows. So that's that was the main thing. It's like I got to check out Buffy. And Doll's and House was good, too. I'm sad that that ended. I only got through the first episode. It, it didn't hook me. Uh, but uh, yeah, I should check out Buffy. And even uh, Nathan's wife has tried to get me to watch Buffy. It's so Sam, good. Sam was like, there's an episode and they're playing poker, but they're betting with kittens. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. It's I'm true. like, that sounds great. But so far, anytime I've tried it, I haven't gotten hooked. So <laughs> it's just, well, it's cleverly written. Yeah. Snappy dialogue. Hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> You'll stick to your prison rape. Well, there's some prison scenes in Buffy, so oh. you might like it. There we go. <laughs> Do you have any other prison movies, Nathan? No, but I, did we mention the Ten Commandments? Did someone say something about that today? <laughs> you mentioned Ben-Hur earlier. Okay, Ben-Hur, yeah. I was just looking at my shelves and, and everything, and then it's like... <laughs> The Exodus, Moses, that's the ultimate prison escape. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not really escaping. Right. Leaving. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, that reminds me. I was going to ask you, since Easter was just this past weekend, how many times did you watch Prince of Egypt? Oh, I, I didn't. See, that's the thing. I I got I got the Blu-ray, and I'm waiting till I finish my basement so that I can watch it on, like, a big screen perfectly. But, yeah, we were... Wait, do they show Prince of Egypt because of Passover? I, I just would watch it because of that. But I... No, I, but, I, I could, but is that why? No, but I'm saying, is that why? Because... Passover, right? Not because of Easter, but because of Passover, right? Right, right. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. That's why you show. And that's, uh, we didn't even do this. We can do it if we keep doing this for next year. We got to do Moses movies for Easter slash Passover. <laughs> yeah, I, I looked Welcome into some be- because I wanted to watch some. Uh, I did watch Prince of Egypt, but um, Gods of Egypt or whatever that one was, the Christian Bale one. Is that what it's called? Exodus, Exodus, Gods and Kings. Oh, okay, Gods and Kings. I tried to find something, and I it wasn't on Netflix. So that's where my searching stopped. (laughs) Okay, Brad, we're going to let you go. Okay. Thanks for doing this. This was fun. Good seeing you, buddy. (laughs) You too. And pleasure Uh, meeting you. If if it if it works out and you guys thought it was okay, I'll come back again. I'd I'd love to. It's for, a good time for sure. We got, we'll, but we'll have to be more prepared. But we should do a musical one with you because yeah. we can have you sing, and then we can talk about <laughs> musicals as well. That'd be that'd be my that'd be my dream come true. Also, <laughs> uh, also, I don't mind being involved in any of them. Enjoy your pandemic, everyone. Yes. Happy pandemic. Good at the grocery store. Maybe maybe in 2023 we'll be able to uh, do this in person somewhere. <laughs> All right. Well, if you never see me again, we always had this. Okay. Thanks, Brad. All right. See you guys. Bye. Okay. Bye. Good night. And thank you for listening and downloading this episode. Um, Even if you downloaded it and didn't listen all the way to the end, it still counts for a listen. So thank you for doing your part. Um, Don't forget to rate and review us, which we... I I pride ourselves in not requesting this every week. Shows do it all the time. But every now and then I'll think, you know what? Some of these listeners need some encouragement to give us some love because... I think it's it's a good reminder because even ones that I do love, I've never rated. So it's like you, I try. You kind of forget <laughs> about it, but yeah, no, you don't. Yeah, you don't. You just assume that people will do it out of the goodness of their hearts. Yeah, it's a couple clicks. People just give the five stars. Um, also, again, letterboxed. Thanks to my brothers-in-law. I think that's the f- plural of that. Uh, they they joined, so now I have even more people to watch on there of what they're watching, and it's just good fun. That like they are, they're already hooked. It seems I got a message like the day after. It's like I can't stop rating and reviewing movies. <laughs> so it's a good time. Thanks, Ruben and Aaron for following my lead on that. And the reason they heard... Oh, wait, no. I was going to say, the reason they heard about it is from Facebook, but I think that was my personal Please. page. I was sh- I was sharing that. But you can still find us, Line of Sight Pod, on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. So do that as well. Thanks for listening. <laughs>